welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson. And I'm Tom Yoder. We are the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. And the story you're about to hear was told by Claudia Iserman in September at our events at the Grand Imperial Hotel in Silverton and James Ranch, just north of Durango, when the theme was water. We want to say a big thanks to the Silverton Theater Mine for helping us work with Silverton Storytellers. Claudia was born on the plains in Brush, Colorado. This 70-something-year-old grandma moved to southwest Colorado in 1978. She and her husband had a small farm near Montrose where they raised many crops, including sheep and pumpkins. After his passing, she stayed on the farm for six years till her daughter had her first baby. She moved to Silverton to help with this precious granddaughter. It's been quite an adjustment for her to live where the growing season is only two weeks long. Here's Claudia's story. This this evening, I want to tell you about a particular weather phenomenon that I would be willing to bet most people don't know exists. Uh, And it turns out that I happen to see this, this particular thing right here in the town of Silverton. Um, Not only was it a beautiful thing to see and an unusual, rare thing to see, but it carried almost a spiritual significance to me. But in order to tell you why that is the case, I need to tell you just a little bit about my fairly boring background. Um, I found myself in Durango, a divorced single parent of two children. Some of you here will know one of my my daughter, uh, Lisa Richardson, now Lisa Merrill, who has lived in Silverton for uh, the last 25 years, approximately. Uh, But uh, at that time, my children were small. And uh, I decided that Durango was a good place to raise kids. And we came from Boulder to Durango. and, uh, And indeed, it was a nice place to raise children. After about six years as a single parent, I met a man who uh, uh, we dated, and he he wanted me to marry him. He seemed as if he would be a good a good husband and a good stepfather, and I accepted that proposal. Uh, after we were married, the kids and I moved to uh, Bayfield, where he had a home and a business. After a couple of years of marriage, or maybe even less, I began to realize, however, that uh, he wasn't treating my kids the way I really had hoped. I was quite disappointed. It seemed he had two children also. They were older than mine. But uh, he seemed to treat them a lot differently than mine. And this was very troubling to me. Uh, But we... We went ahead through ups and downs, and we stayed together. My kids both left home right after graduation from high school. My daughter, Lisa, uh, after a short stint in New Zealand, came back to southwest Colorado and tried to decide just what she wanted to do with herself uh, for the rest of her life. Well, it turned out that... um, I had a, uh, we had friends who had a shop 
in Silverton. They had a photography shop. They also had one in Durango, and uh, they ran the one that was in Durango, and they needed somebody to run the photography shop here in Silverton. Well, my daughter had always wanted to uh, live in Silverton. She had told me when she was only about nine or ten years old that someday she wanted to live in Silverton. So this worked out beautifully for her. She went and talked to the people who owned the shop, and sure enough, she got the job of coming up and running this photography shop where they dress them up in old-fashioned clothing and take their picture. So... Um, she went through the summer, and sure enough, she she loved it just as much as she thought she would. And she uh, she wanted to stay on through the winter. That's not an easy thing to do in Silverton, but she figured out ways to do it. Well, in the meantime, my husband and I had been running the uh, business that he had for several years, of course, by then. And uh, we had a a restaurant and motel in the town of Bayfield, the only motel in the town of Bayfield. Um, so uh, on our day off from the restaurant, we would often drive somewhere, and we began to think about selling the motel. We had had it then for quite a few years. My husband had it before we were married, so he had had it for a lot of years. And uh, we we started coming to to Montrose a lot. We kind of liked that area. It wasn't quite so busy as Durango, and it had a milder winter climate. And um, so we were driving to Montrose frequently. We would leave after we closed our restaurant on Sunday evening and drive up here at, uh, at night and go to Montrose and spend the night. And, uh, hunt and fish and just uh, go antiquing and whatever else, look for property when we were in Montrose. Well, uh, of course, Lisa knew this, that we went by nearly every Sunday, but my husband would never stop to see her. Um, so one of the Sundays, she called me while I was uh, in the restaurant, and she said, are you going to Montrose tonight? And I said, yes, uh, yes, we are. Sure, and um, so she said, well, I, I need something, and I wondered whether you could bring it up on your way. And, uh, well, what she needed was Tampax. Well, <laughs> you know, that's not a frivolous thing. I thought, well, surely my husband wouldn't mind stopping in Silverton and, and taking this to her. So I told her, yeah, we'll, we'll stop by, and we'll, we'll bring this to you. Well, um, we left... Uh, Bayfield uh, about 9 o'clock in the evening, which puts us up in the Silverton area about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, when we got to the mountains, uh, it was raining. Not a hard, driving, pounding rain, but just a, a soft, gentle, showery rain. And um, when we got to about Mollus Lake or so, I said to my husband, now, don't forget that uh, we need to go into Silverton and take these things to my dog, to Lisa. And he kind of blew up. He said, we're not going to go into Silverton. We're, Lisa needs to be more self-reliant, and she can't depend on us for things. If she needs something, she needs to get to the store before it closes, or she can ride down to, so, to a Durango and get it. Well, needless to say, this made me very sad. 
and and uh, I knew that arguing just didn't seem to get us anywhere. And I just kind of turned my face towards the window of the car, the passenger side, and and the tears started coming down my face, kind of like the rain that was outside. Well, uh, as we went a little further, probably many of you are familiar with the place as you come towards Silverton from Durango, that you come around a corner and there you see the town, the lights of the town of Silverton. It's always been one of my favorite sites. I just love it. It looks like a picture postcard or a Christmas card. And I just couldn't continue to look out the side window. I had to look through the windshield and see those lights coming. And sure enough, they were just as pretty as I thought they would be. They were sparkly and... and uh, it seemed like they sparkled more back in those days than they do now. But um, uh, we continued on then. You lose sight of the town for a few minutes. And then you go around another corner, and there it is. And you pretty much see the rest, uh, see the uh, town from there on down to the bottom of the pass. Well, I was looking out at this view. And suddenly, I saw something that I, I couldn't hardly believe my eyes. I had never seen anything like this, nor even heard of it. What I saw looking down at the town of Silverton was a gray rainbow. Now, I had never even heard of this phenomenon. And I didn't know whether it was that just my imagination. Is it a mirage? What, where does this come from? How can this be? I said something to my husband about it, and he uh, he didn't respond. I don't know. I guess he didn't hear me. There was the sound of windshield wipers and rain on the roof and the snow, the tires on the uh, watery pavement. So I started to ask him again. And then almost in mid-sentence, I thought, no, this is my rainbow. I don't even want to share it with him right now. It was so beautiful and so unusual. I just kept it all to myself. I knew that rainbows don't last very long, so I tried to really imprint the picture of this thing on my mind. So I didn't want to ever look back and say, nah, that must have been my imagination. I wanted to remember it and know that I really had seen this beautiful thing. And so I really tried to imprint it on my thinking. It uh, came kind of from Anvil Mountain. And uh, sometimes rainbows go like this. But this particular rainbow came up pretty steep and came right back down into the town of Silverton. And I swear, it went right, that other end went right where my daughter lived. Now, that may be my imagination, but that's what it seemed like at the time. Now, um, the rainbow, uh, the gray rainbow, is it, it's almost black on the top band of the rainbow. And then it, it uh, gets lighter with each band. Each, each one is a lighter shade of gray until it's almost white when it gets to the bottom band. And uh, 
Of course, as I went down the mountain, it began to fade, and I knew that we'd be turning anyway to go towards Red Mountain, and I would lose sight of it. But almost immediately, my whole outlook on life changed. Uh, this was just such a beautiful thing to view, and honestly, I felt like God was talking to me. I felt like he had put that rainbow where I needed to see it, and that he had just put his hand on my shoulder and said, don't worry about it, everything's going to be okay, it's, it's all right, I've got your back. And uh, my attitude changed, and we went on, had a good weekend. A few, uh, I didn't tell anybody about this for a long time, partly because I wanted to keep it for, for myself, but partly also because I thought maybe people would think I was a real nutcase if they had never heard of this thing before. And one day I was reading the paper in Montrose, and I saw an article written by someone who had taken a sailing trip on the coast of the uh, Atlantic Ocean. And one of the things that was listed as beautiful that these people had seen on this trip was a gray rainbow. Well, I was overjoyed because I thought, they really are. They're real. There's, I really did see what I thought I saw. And I actually began to tell a few people about it. And I think I didn't tell even my daughter Lisa until that time when I was sure that they really were something. Along with this uh, idea of the rainbow, I, I need to explain just a little bit about what happened with my daughter a little later on. Some 20 years later, at a time when she was past the age that most people think of having children, my daughter called me up at 5 o'clock in the morning and said, Mom, I'm pregnant. Well, uh, it, it was a, a total surprise, unexpected, and uh, totally de delightful to me. Uh, Lisa, not, not so much. She wasn't sure about this. So um, she, uh, but uh, as they got used to the idea, and, and actually her husband was thrilled about it, as she got used to the idea, it, it became a happier situation. And certainly when that little baby showed up, uh, it was love at first sight. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to tell you here, uh, uh, my eventually, uh, by that time, my husband had passed away. So I was living alone on a farm in Montrose. And uh, we decided, kind of the, the three of us, that it would be a nice thing if I could move to Silverton and help take care of the baby so that both of the, the mother and the father could uh, work and keep their jobs that they had had for many years. So this is what I did, and I guess what I'm trying to tell you here is that not only did I see a gray rainbow, but I also found a pot of gold at the end of it. Thank you, Claudia, for telling that story. 
Our next storytelling event will be a story slam with the theme of family on November 30th at the Sunflower Theater in Cortez and December 1st at the Durango Arts Center. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. We are currently looking for storytellers for our upcoming events in February of 2019 when the theme will be love. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. Thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. And thanks also goes to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about all the wonderful projects they support in the Mancus Valley of Colorado at mancusvalleyresources.com. The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Find out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com. And finally, our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar. And you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. Music